You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. Hey, tonight, I've just got a short message, but I'm going to preach to you about the eternal light that comes from Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. And I believe it will help you. You know, in scriptures, or, or one of the things that we say oftentimes is that Jesus is the reason for the season. How many love that, that expression? But what I want to say tonight is this, that you are the reason for the season as well. Because Jesus came for you. Can you say amen? amen. He came to save you. He, he didn't send an angel. He didn't send an assistant. He didn't send a good friend. He came personally for you to deliver you from the wiles of the devil, deliver you from the things that are oppressing you, deliver you from the things that are putting you down. Can you say amen? amen. So I wanted to start with that because God loved us so much that he gave us his son. And without his son, we wouldn't have the life that we have right now. Praise God. Listen, I want you to look up at the screen. I want you to look at this verse. And I want to make a few comments about this that I believe will bless you. Do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The thing that I love about Jesus is that when he came into my life, the gift that he gave me and gave many of you is a gift that is a perfect gift. I don't know if you realize this, but when God comes into your life, he forgives you of all your sins. Not just the ones in the past, but the ones in the present and the ones in the future he has forgiven in your life. In fact, I love this analogy. People say, well, he doesn't forgive me of the sins in the future. Yes, he does. Because it was 2,000 years ago that he died on the cross. You weren't even born yet. You hadn't even committed sins yet, but yet he died for you. He covered the whole meal deal when you got saved. Now, that's powerful because that means that you have access to God for eternity. You have access to the throne of God, the grace of God forever. And that's awesome. In fact, uh, I think the truth that a lot of people don't realize that in order for God to forgive us, he had to pay the price for our sins. There's an old story I heard about a preacher. He was a traveling evangelist, and he would go from town to town preaching the gospel. But in those days, they didn't pay preachers much. And so he didn't have that much money, and he was going through town, and he was late for a meeting. And so he put his, fet, his, 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 his pedal to the metal, and he got a ticket. And the police officer pulled him over and said, you know, I've got to give you this ticket. You know, you were doing 20 over. I've got to give you this ticket, and the ticket's about $500. And you've got to pay, pay for it at the courthouse before you can leave. And he said, well, I don't even have $500. And he said, well, you've got to take it up with the judge. And so he went to the courthouse, and at the courthouse... Uh, he explained the situation to the judge. Judge, I just don't have $500. And the judge recognized, he said, aren't you that traveling evangelist that go around winning people for Jesus? And he says, I, I can't cancel the debt that you have, but what I can do is I pay for it. So the judge took out of his wallet and the money that he needed to pay for the debt. And then he said, now you're free because the debt has been paid. I don't think Christians understand that in order for Jesus to save us, he had to pay a debt for it. 
He had to pay the penalty for sin. Had to pay the penalty of what you owe God for the mess-ups that we do in our life. And Jesus came to not only initiate it, but pay for it so that you could come into the kingdom and be blessed. Praise God. Because he is the light of the world. I love this scripture that says that Jesus is the light of the world, but it doesn't end with that. It also says that you are the light of the world. Once Christ comes into you, you light things up, and God begins to minister to you in a great way. Amen? Now, how many know that during the holiday season, we get gifts, and many of the gifts that we get, they're not perfect gifts. One of the things I always try to do is buy, buy from a store that I can return the item. Because when you buy for a woman, if you buy it too small, she gets mad at you. And if you buy it too big, she even gets madder. So it's, it's kind of a gamble at the whole thing. Amen? But after Christmas, it seems like a lot of us will be back in line at our stores returning to think, well, it's not the right model. It's not the right make. It's not the right size. I've grown since the holidays. Can you say amen? And we return it. Now, here's the part I want you to see. With Jesus, you can't return him. I said you can't return your salvation. I said you can't return your salvation. In fact, it is so good you wouldn't want to return it if you wanted to because God's spirit, come on. Salvation is so good that you can't return it. It is a perfect gift that alters and changes your life forever. I love this because, you know, it seems like some people, they fall away from Jesus. But I, wanna, I want you to understand something. You can't lose Jesus once you get him. I said you can't lose Jesus once you get him. The scripture says that, that, that God has you in his hand, and if he has it in his hand, he's not going to lose any of you, and no one's going to be able to pluck you out of his hand. See, when you get saved, you can't return that to God because God has saved you in Christ Jesus and God's going to hold on to you and even when you're you're messing up listen Christians people who are believers sometimes lose fellowship with God but they don't lose Jesus Jesus is going to bring them back Jesus is going to bring them to the place of turning to him that's why it's a perfect gift it has these automatic factors in it that help us to inherit the kingdom of God, and to release the blessings of God in our life. You know, the, the very idea of eternal life means it's forever. Say forever. It's not intermediate. It's not for your uh, hundred years that you live here. It is forever. And that ever was never there until Jesus went to the cross and paid for all your sins, past, present, and future, and blotted them out and brought you up with him spiritually and seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and sat you down right hand. Oh, praise God. That's what salvation will do for you, and it'll bless you in a great way, and it'll bless you in a way that'll bring you over the top. Can you say Amen. I want you to write these verses down. We won't turn to them. 1 Peter chapter 1, 5, and Matthew 13, 44 to 45. It's a verse that many times we interpret incorrectly. It, it talks about the kingdom of God is like a merchant 
who discovered a treasure in a field and sold everything that he had and bought that field. It also describes the kingdom of heaven like a man who was seeking a very expensive pearl and he went and spent all of his all that he had to buy that pearl. It's not talking about us getting saved. It's talking about what God paid for you when he saved you. When God put it all on the line to bring you into the kingdom, he sacrificed everything to get you saved. He sent his only begotten son to to die for you and to take your sins so that he could bring you into the kingdom of God. I love this, praise God. That's what God did for you and me. In fact, I used an illustration this morning that I think describes it. If you've ever been in a car accident, one of the things that happens is insurance company will go ahead and they'll evaluate the car, how much it costs to fix it, and they'll evaluate the value of the car. And if the value of the car is not, if it's not worth fixing, they total it out. Since Jesus died for the whole world, obviously God thinks you're worth it and you're not totaled out and he thinks that you're worth fixing. He thinks you're worth saving. He thinks you're worth coming to Christ. He thinks you're worth it. Amen? And I think sometimes we miss that. God loves you so much that he was willing to give everything he had to save you. You couldn't get saved without Jesus. It was only through Christ that we received that blessing in our lives. Amen? I want you to take a look here in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and look at this verse. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The governments will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of government and peace, there'll be no end upon the throne of David over his kingdom uh, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward. Even forward, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want you to see that Jesus is a gift. Say he's a gift. Now, I don't know about you. Now, if you're a parent, you probably relate to this. When you give gifts to your kids, you give them the gift and it's free. You don't give the gift and then the payment plan is with the gift. Amen. You got the new bike, but here's the payment, Jimmy. It's, it's $100 a month to pay for the bike. It's free, right? You paid for it. Hallelujah. God paid for the gift of Jesus to give to you. It doesn't come with a payment plan. You don't got to be so good to earn it or deserve it. All you have to do is freely receive it. And the Bible says as many as received Jesus, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. And once you become the sons of God, you stay the sons of God. If you got children, you know what I'm talking about. Whether they do good or do bad, they're still a child. You don't say, oh, that's not my child. No, it's your child. He's got your last name. Say amen. He's one of your kids. What they do doesn't affect the fact that they're a child. Even the prodigal son that messed up, took the inheritance and blew it that Jesus talked about. The father never disowned him and said, he's not my son. He was his son when he was wayward. He's your son when they're wayward. Amen. 
God loves you so much. If you've come to Christ, maybe you've lost your way. Maybe you've lost your direction. But what I want you to know is that if you believed on Christ, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. <clears throat> and you have a blessing in your life that will far exceed your wildest dreams. Hallelujah. But you got to understand this and grasp this, that you are children of God and those in your child, whether you're on top of it, whether you're on the bottom, you are a child of God. One of my favorite verses in John 8, 12, it says this. It says that those who follow me are in the light and it says they shall not walk in darkness. In the Greek, it means by no means they'll walk in darkness. In other words, when you're following Christ, the light that is in you is so bright that you can see and you don't stumble. It's only when we don't turn up the light that we get into trouble. Let me tell you something that happened to me. I had eight of my grandkids come over with, with the family at my house. And the house is big, but it's still a lot of kids. And they brought their new dog, Suki. Suki is, I almost had to lay hands on him and cast the devil out of him. <laughs> or, out of, yeah. She's a wild dog, just a wild dog. And anyway, I, I went to bed early because I had to preach Sunday morning. And, and so I, I was in bed. My wife comes in and, uh, after being with the kids for a while, and she always turns on the light on her uh, phone. So she turned, and she's doing that, and she walks, and there's two little landmines from Suki. Now, if she didn't have that light on, she would have stepped in it. Some of you laugh at me, but you've been stepping in it for years. You stepped in it when you messed with so-and-so. You stepped in it when you thought that. You stepped in it. What I'm saying, the light of God can save you from the messes in your life. But you got to seek the light that's within you. If God's inside of you, that light will lead you out of darkness and lead you into blessings and lead you into breakthrough and lead you into what God has for you in your life. Say amen, praise God. There's something about these truths that we miss. God loves you so much and the light of God is inside of you. You know, during the holidays, one of the things I deal with with people is depression and they make mistakes and they start feeling, feeling like no one loves them, God doesn't love them and all that. And the, the reality is, is they turn off the light that's in them and start looking at the darkness instead of looking at the light in them. God loves you so much, he destined you for success. Even when you are a mess, even when you fail, you're not a failure. Failure is never final for a believer. If a person is a believer, the failures are never final. They may not live up to their full potential, but it's never final. It's only final for those that reject Christ all of their life. That's why in Scripture, whenever it talks about people that are rejected by Christ, it's always people that are not his sheep. 
It's always people that he doesn't know. It's never people that he knows. Can you say amen? Because once you become a child, you're a child forever. Once you become a daughter of God, you're a daughter forever. Once you become an overcomer, you're an overcomer forever. And don't you forget it. You believe right now that I can overcome and I can break through the barriers that God has for my life. Overcomers. That's what God's called you to do and called for you to succeed in your life. I'm going to show you a truth about the light here. It's a little bit deep for a candlelight service. We'll do it anyway. Can you say amen? You remember in the story of Genesis, the, the book of beginnings, the first book in the Bible, it starts out and talks about God who created the heavens and the earth and the Holy Spirit was hovering over it and so forth. And then in the third verse it says, and God said, light be. Now I'm just going to make a brief statement because I don't want to spend time with great teaching here. That that whole chapter is talking about the rebuilding of creation that collapsed in the, future, in the past. Uh, Peter talks about how the earth existed before Genesis 1 when it was written. And you also see it in the book of Isaiah. So when he says, light be, he's not talking about sunlight. The sun wasn't created until four days later. So what is he talking about? Paul describes it as this. He says, God commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. And then he talks about it being the light of Christ. And what he's talking about is the light of Christ. How many know there's different kinds of light? We have this visible light that we see like the rainbow, but there's, there's x-ray lights, there's microwave light, there are radio wave lights, there are all kinds of lights that are invisible. The light of Christ is invisible, but it creates the visible all of creation was created from the light of Jesus. Or let me say it another way. By the revelation of Christ, creation was created. And if you need your life changed, the light of Christ is in you and can change it. You can change the light that you're in because when you got saved, God made you a light like he is a light. Jesus is the light of the world. Then he told his people, you're the light of the world. There's a light in you. And some of you, the pilot light is just running, but the pilot light never goes out. What you got to do is turn up the light. And if you turn up the light and begin to see what God's word promises us in our life, it'll begin to change your life and mold your life and turn it into the kind of life that God wants you to have in your life. You got to see it to believe it. If you can't see it, you'll never be able to believe it and you'll never be able to receive what God has. I love what it says in John 1, The blind man said this after he was healed. I was blind, but now I see. Say it with me. I was blind, but now I see. Say it again. I was blind, but now I see. Now, here's, there's a difference between someone who is physically blind and someone who is blind because there is no light. If you go in, say you can see just fine, and you go into a really dark room, 
you're blind, but it isn't because your eyes are blind. It's because there's no light in that room. Your eyes can see fine. But if you take someone that is blind and they go into a room, they can't see anything because they are, they are blind. You were spiritually blind before you came to Christ. But when you came to Christ, he opened your eyes. Now you can see. Now, come on, I believe I can see it. I can see your future. I can see the hope. I can see the promise. I can see the outcome. I can see God's word working. I can see it. It's in your life. <laughs> Woo! But that's not going to happen unless you turn up that little pilot light within you. Amen? You know, I had an incident at my house, and it shows you the power of light. I was, uh, we were going on actually our 50th wedding anniversary. It was kind of a freak thing. I wish my wife had done it, but I did it. And uh, well, I had a little water leak on a hot water tank, so I'm going to be real studious. So I'm going to, because we're going to be gone for three weeks, so I'm going to fix it. And so I, I find this can of rubber stuff to spray. So I said, I'll spray it on the back, and then when it drips, it won't wreck the sheetrock. Anyway, I'm spraying it. All of a sudden, the pilot light on the hot water tank ignites it, and this flame goes up 20 feet in my garage. <laughs> and it's just, I'm, I'm just going everywhere. This fire is everywhere. My wife does have no idea. I'm burning down the house. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't touch it. It would stick to me. And I looked at, praise God, there was a fire extinguisher, and I was able to put it out. Here's my point. It was the pilot light was always going. Oh, you, you, you don't get this. I said, the pilot light was always on. If you're a Christian, you accepted Christ, the pilot light's always on. It didn't go off. It's always, it's always ready to flame up. It's always ready to get lit. The problem is we think it's out. Oh, no, it's out. No, it's on. All you got to do is turn it on. Just turn up the, come on, turn it up and let the light of God bless you. Because if you can see... In the dark, you can be blessed. If you can see yourself healed when you're sick, you can get healed. If you can see yourself prosperous when you're broke, you can get prosperous. If you can see that light, God's word working in your life, you can be blessed. Come on, everybody. Give God praise. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, I tell you what. That's what the light of Christ can do in your life. It can transform you. It can rebuild you. See, there's power in vision. When you've got vision with what God has told you to do in your life, it is empowering to your life. Let me give you an example. Show you the power of this belief. It was a, a power lifter. He was in competition, and uh, he had a certain level that he'd achieved to. And he was there, and his coach said, uh, go ahead, I put the same amount of weight on there that you've always done, and you'll be able to lift that easily. He gets up, takes that, lifts it, presses it, and everybody starts shouting. He goes, what happened? He said, you lifted far more than what you've ever lifted before. I told you that, and you believed that you could do that, and because you believed you could do that, you were able to break a record. The belief in God's word is not based on your ability. The belief gives you a greater ability. 
You may not have a good ability right now, but if you believe God's word, you can have a greater ability, a greater ability to succeed, a greater ability to love your wife, a greater ability to raise your children. Come on, everybody. It's not based on your ability. Belief creates your ability. I believe every time I preach and I'm preaching to champions. I'm not, I'm not preaching to losers. I'm preaching to winners. I'm not preaching to people that come in last. I'm preaching people that are coming in first. Say amen. Let the first, come on, the first will be, first will be last and the last will be first. God is not calling us to fail. He's calling us to win in our family. He's calling us to win in our lives. And that will happen for every one of us if you call upon the Lord with all your heart and believe with all your heart. Come on, church, give God praise. Powerful. Powerful. Now, what I want you to realize is this. Once the life of God comes in you, the light of God is in you. And that light has some automatic features that should drive out all kinds of insecurity in your life. It has certain features to it. How many have bought a drone this year for Christmas? Raise your hand. All right, you, you just chicken. You just chicken. There's a cheap drone and there's the real McCoy drones. The real McCoy drones have a feature, it's called uh, a return home feature on the drone. And the way it's designed that when you set that drone off, if it goes beyond the signal, it automatically turns around and comes back. It's, it's jackproof. <laughs> I have a friend that won a drone at an auction and he took it, and he was so excited, his son was with him, and he said, let's try the drone on. He took it, started flying it, he never seen it since. <laughs> it just kept going and going and going and going and going. There is a, was a return feature on the drone. Salvation has a return feature. You know what I'm talking about? When you get outside of the signal of God, beep, 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 beep. I don't know why I'm going to Christmas Eve service tonight. I don't want to be in church tonight. It's, it's a return feature. Amen. I would love to think that you came just for me, but you didn't. God brought you here tonight. Because God's got something special for you tonight. God wants to reunite you. God wants to wake you up. God wants to bless you. See, some people go, oh, no, 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 that's not true, Pastor. That's not true. Listen, if we can create features in our cars, in our homes that are automatic, you think that God isn't as smart as we are? He's got features that keep us in the faith. He's got features that keep bringing us back to our mistakes and bring us into God's blessing. And that's because of Jesus. He is the perfect gift. You can't get a better gift than Jesus in your life. Come on, praise God. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.